Hey Zone 9 Gardener, did you know that you can harvest from your backyard garden 52 weeks a year? That's right, in the Wild Child Garden, there's no need for cover crops. There's never a time when we can't plant something and there's always room to add some beauty. On the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast, I'm gonna show you how to turn your garden into a wild child garden. And you can learn more about growing beautiful veggies the wild child way at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today because we're digging in to one of my favorite things to grow. This is something that I believe is a must for every Zone 9 garden. They are easy to grow. They are so much fun. They're virtually pest-free, and they are going to give your family so many memories. I'm talking about strawberries, if you haven't already figured it out. Growing strawberries in your own backyard is not complicated at all. There are just a few things to remember, and once you get those down, you're set and ready to go. I'm going to tell you those today, and I'm also going to share with you some don'ts with growing strawberries. So this is going to be a very informative episode, and I'm so excited to share this with you. I've been growing strawberries in my backyard garden for almost a decade, and I will tell you, if you ask most children of any age what they love to pick the most out of their mama's garden, they're going to tell you strawberries. I feel like strawberries are like a magnet for kids, and you want that, right? We want to bring this lost skill of gardening back. I feel like for so many years, we haven't even given one single thought to our food, and now we get this opportunity to really grow things that excite us, that are really fulfilling to grow, and we get to pass along this love of gardening to our kids. Strawberries is one of those things that will live on forever and ever and potentially inspire those around you to get their hands dirty too. Strawberries are fun and they're perennials. And so that means that you are going to have strawberries for many years after you plant them. Plant once, pick year after year after year. I don't know about you, but I really like that. And there's just, like I said, a couple of things that you need to know about them. The first is that you want to plant them right now. So we don't think about strawberries in November, do we? We typically think about strawberries in the late spring, early summer, or sometimes Valentine's Day. We think of strawberries dipped in chocolate, right? Strawberries are planted now, though. They're planted in the fall. They overwinter, and then they begin to kind of come back to life in the early spring and start fruiting almost right away, depending on the kind of berry you're growing. We're going to talk about that in a second. But they're planted right now. If you wait to plant your strawberries until the spring, you are going to have to wait a whole year to really get any strawberries. So you don't want to do that. You want to plant them in November for a good first year spring harvest. And you're going to want to plant at least 25. And that that's good. And that's good because they're sold in bundles of 25 plants. Now, you might be thinking 25 strawberries. Holy moly, that's a lot. It is a lot. 
but you plant them in their own space, okay? That's one of the secrets to growing strawberries is that they need their own space. So while we can intermingle lots of other plants and we plant things together and intensively with their companions, strawberries are really just not that way. They do have a few companions like asparagus, garlic, and lettuce, but for the most part, they really do like to be left alone. So you're gonna wanna give them their own space. So if you think about that, you're thinking about 25 plants that need a foot of space a piece. So that's 25 square feet. Or that's 25 little pockets or individual planting containers on a strawberry tower. Yeah, you can grow strawberries in a container. They sell them vertical growing towers and you can grow your strawberries right there on your patio. So easy. Now 25 plants are going to cost you somewhere around 10 to $15. That's also very inexpensive considering that they are perennials. So you're going to plant them once and then you're going to pick strawberries year after year after year. That's pretty good investment if you ask me. They're very, very shallow rooted and that's why they're able to be grown in planters like a vertical tower. That means that they're also able to be grown in other containers too. Hanging baskets work great for strawberries. So do cinder blocks. So I know what you're thinking. What? Cinder blocks? I never thought I would hear Kelly Johnson talk about growing vegetables and cinder blocks. Yes. Let me tell you why. If you turn its cinder block on its side, it's got two holes, right? One for each strawberry. You paint those cinder blocks black and you've got one beautiful garden space. We have some gardeners inside of the garden club that grow their strawberries this way and it is stunning. So I'm telling you this to tell you, you can get really creative on how you grow your strawberries as long as you make sure that they have their own space. Their root system is not the issue because it's only about three inches deep. It's they like to travel. They like to have all the nutrients available to them and they like to stay in one place for many, many years. For that reason, you really don't want to intermingle other plants with them other than garlic, asparagus, and lettuce. Those work great with strawberries. Now, you also want to know the type of strawberry that you're growing because this is really one of those things that confuse gardeners, and rightly so. It can be confusing. There are three types of strawberries. Now, there are over 103 varieties in the world, but in the South, we really just plant a handful of those varieties. We want some that are going to be heat tolerant and that are going to overproduce for us. But in those varieties, there are types to choose from. There are June-bearing strawberries that are the most popular. Most strawberries that you purchase from the store or from a farm stand are going to be June-bearing. These guys are going to produce a large crop for you. These fruits are going to come on all at once over the course of two to three weeks. So you're going to get lots of berries for a short period of time. Because it's a short period of time, all of the energy goes into those berries. That means that your berries are going to be huge. They're going to be delicious. But then it means they're going to be gone. 
For that reason, you might want to grow some ever-bearing strawberries. These guys typically produce smaller berries, but they are going to produce a main crop at the beginning of the season, and then they're going to produce again at the end of the season, right? It's a smaller yield with smaller berries, but you get them for longer, and sometimes that's really what we're looking for. They also have a type of strawberry called a day neutral. And this means that they're going to produce continually, okay? The benefit of this is that you can walk out on any given day and find a couple of strawberries that are ready to be picked. However, the drawback is that there's just not ever going to be a whole lot of them to pick. Now, what do you think my suggestion is going to be about what type you should grow? Well, if you know me, if you've been listening at all for any length of time, you're going to know that I'm going to recommend that you grow all three. There are some great varieties inside of each type that I would love to see in your backyard garden. Some of my favorites are Festival, Chandler, and Albion, which are going to give you June-bearing, ever-bearing, and some day-neutral berries. That means you'll get big flushes of berries with a few to pick here and there on the in-betweens of the big harvesting. Now, this is so fun, right? Here's a few tricks that you need to know in order to get all those berries from your garden and the dream that you have of them in your heart to your harvest basket. First, you've got to have some amazing soil. That's going to be the most important thing because these strawberries are heavy feeders. Inside of the Wild Child Garden Club, we call them the crazy ex-girlfriend of the garden. And that's because, number one, remember, they got to have their own space. They're not sharing with anybody. And number two, these girls like to make themselves known. They are going to take all the nutrients They are going to show off and make sure they have plenty of fruit on the vine. But to do this, they really have to get what they want. (laughs) Can you see the crazy ex-girlfriend analogy? So for strawberries, you really do have to cater to them. And that's not that difficult. Luckily, they're not as crazy as you might be thinking. You just have to give them their own space and you have to make sure they're planted in really good soil. Lots of organic matter, lots of compost, and you want to feed them regularly, especially when they start blooming. Remember, every flower is going to give you a fruit, so you want to take care of those flowers. If a flower falls off, if you lose a flower to a frost or a freeze, that means that you're not going to get a fruit in that particular place. doesn't mean that you're not going to get any fruit but it does mean that you just lost a berry. So we want to take care of them. We want to tend them and we want to make sure that we're giving them everything that they need. So good organic soil with lots of organic matter, that's going to be really, really important for your berries. Mulch is going to help out with that so, so much because here's the deal. You have to water fruit. Fruit is made up of a very high percentage of water. In fact, strawberries are 92% water. So you've got to make sure they're getting the water that they need in order to grow and be a berry that is worthy of picking. But here's the deal. You can't let them stay wet. 
So it's sort of a tricky little deal you get yourself into, right? And considering that they're the crazy ex-girlfriend of the garden, you know what's going to happen. They are going to throw a dramatic temper tantrum if they get too wet. And by that, I mean they are going to literally shrivel up and die on you. You don't want that. You want your berries to stay consistently moist and stay thriving. Mulch is going to help with that so, so much. Mulch is also going to help you against your number one pest that are going to come after your berries, and that is snails. Snails love strawberries, and they will make a home inside of your strawberry bed. You don't want that, so you want to put out some slug traps, snail traps, and you're also going to want to mulch. Mulch is so important for all of your vegetables, but for your strawberries in particular, they are so susceptible to rot. That's because strawberries are 92% water, so you've got to keep them watered in order to keep them happy. However, if they sit in water, they rot, so you really do need a barrier in between the soil and the berry. Mulch is perfect for that. I highly recommend chopped pine straw. It's an excellent, excellent mulch. It doesn't break down super quickly, but it does break down fast enough for it to actually even benefit the soil. This barrier is going to keep your strawberries from rotting on the vine, and it's going to keep that moisture in without leaving your berries wet. So you want to always make sure that you're not overwatering your berries, and that mulch is going to really help you not have to water all the time in order to get water to your berries, if that makes any sense. Here's a quick trick for how you can know when it's time to water your berries. So you take your finger, you stick it deep down in the soil, and you pull it out. If your finger is dry and chalky, it's time to water. If it's cool and moist, and when you pull your finger out, it's got a lot of soil on it, your berries are completely fine. This is a great trick to use throughout your vegetable garden. We call it the finger test inside of the Wild Child Garden Club, and it is really the most accurate and efficient way to know if your veggies, or your fruit in this case, needs watering. We never want to overwater our plants, but it's so hard to not do that when they need so much water, right? Mulch will help you tremendously here, and so will doing that finger test. Now, one other thing I want to remind you of whenever you are growing strawberries is that, remember, we said they were perennials. That means that they are going to last you for years and years and years. That means that you're going to get a bed that can quickly get overrun with strawberry plants. While that may seem like a really good problem to have, it will begin after about the third or fourth year to really hinder the production of your berries. So while you will start to see new plants emerge, you're going to see your older plants start to really sort of die back, get diseased. You just don't want that. So here's how we handle that inside of the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Method. We're going to let the daughter plants that form off of the mother strawberries we let them go ahead and root in the first and second year that we've planted our berries. This will go ahead and really fill in our strawberry bed. So when you plant your strawberries, you're going to think you could fit a whole lot more in this one area. And you're going to be like, this is just not a lot of strawberries in this space. And you're right. 
but we give them a foot apiece so that they can produce their daughter plants as they do in the late summer and that those daughter plants will be able to go ahead and root in your bed. Now they'll do this the first year and you may even still think you have extra space. They'll do it again the second year and then you'll be starting to think that maybe your bed is kind of getting a little bit overgrown. Maybe it's getting taken over by strawberries. When that happens, all you have to do is just start cutting away and removing those daughter plants at the end of the season. However, I have a little trick that I like to do to keep my beds fresh. Because remember, we said they're perennials and we said that they're going to last you four to five years. Now that's the first plant you plant. But if you really want to be smart, you'll save those daughter plants. And after year four, you'll remove that original plant instead of removing the daughter. That way, you will never have to buy strawberry plants ever again. And if you have too many daughter plants, guess what? You can give them away as gifts. They are fantastic teacher gifts. They're fantastic Christmas gifts and birthday gifts. You can make an entire planter for someone with strawberries in it that they will absolutely love, again, for many, many seasons to come. And the way that you do this is you just take a little cup of any kind, a solo cup or even a plant cup, and you fill it with soil straight from the bed. Instead of letting the daughter plant root inside of the bed, you just lift it up and let it root inside of that cup. Once it's completely rooted and you can't pull it or lift it from that soil anymore, you simply cut it away from the mother plant. Then you water it and keep it good to go until you start seeing it put on new growth. Then it's ready to give away. Strawberries truly are the gift that keeps on giving. You buy them once and you will never have to buy them again if you play your cards right. Now, if you're thinking that this is a lot of strawberry information and that it may be more than you can really take in right now, don't worry. I have a freebie for you this week, which is my Growing Strawberries video. So I did a series a while back called Five Days of Fruit, and I spoke about a different fruit every single day. So I'm going to give you the link to the strawberry video. Go watch that. And if you feel like you're ready and you really, really want to grow strawberries, I highly encourage you to grab my Fruit Growing Essentials course. This course is going to cover several different fruits in addition to strawberries. It's going to also cover blueberries, figs, citrus, and muscadines, my favorites. Grab this course. You're going to have a teaching video on every single fruit as well as my ebook, Fruit Growing Essentials for the Southern Wild Child. This is going to tell you exactly how to plant them, how to feed them, how to keep the pest away from them, how to troubleshoot issues you might see, how to harvest it's just a great collection of information. I really think you'll find it helpful. And you can grab it at my website, www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com forward slash store. Scroll down to our on-demand library and you'll find all sorts of classes there. But you'll also see Fruit Growing Essentials. This course is chock full, has everything you need to successfully grow fruit in your backyard and it's a pretty good deal. It's very inexpensive, actually. So go check that out. I think you will really like it. And I hope that you grow some strawberries simply because they are so much fun. Like I said, they are the big memory makers of the garden. 
And I really think that when you invite people in to help you pick strawberries, you will create gardeners out of them. Let's change the world, guys. We have the power. We are the people who are going to bring back the lost skill of gardening. And I could not be happier than to have you along for the ride with me. Let's change the world. Let's bring back gardening. Start with strawberries. Y'all have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I hope today's episode has inspired you to get outdoors and release your inner wild child. I know that when you do, you will heal your soul. Until next time, keep growing and find out more about Wild Child Kitchen Garden at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. Thank you so much again for joining me, and I will see you right back here next time.